What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. I'm your host, as always, Elliot Barr. It is joining me. It's a guy that is happy, slightly, to still be uh, undefeated against Northern Colorado. It's Mr. Matt Myers. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely at a minimum half happy. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's kind of the overarching tone of this game and how the season been so far. Like, we're not disappointed, but we're not over-the-top happy. It's kind of just, like, been neutral, like, even kill so far. It's kind of feel like we've been stuck in neutral this entire – the start of the season so far. I think that's probably fair. You know, it's just – it's been going, but it's not really going. Yeah. We're still waiting for, our, what, our first home win. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of feel a little slow so far. It's all right. Long season. We're only four games into 32, so plenty of time, and – Last season, you know, didn't exactly you know pick up until uh, summertime came around. So, yeah, it could be a lot worse right now. We could be uh, Greenville. That is entirely true. Um, that result shocked everyone, but we're not here to talk about that pink team and that green team. We're here to talk about the boys in red-ish, uh, black and red. Maybe the jerseys are to blame for the slow start in the attack. No comment. <laughs> um yeah i mean like i said it was a nil nil game against northern colorado um and I, matt I'll, I'll let you know i'll ask you like for me it kind of felt like after the 60th minute it kind of felt like both teams were just like all right we're gonna just go for this draw like it just kind of felt like for the entire game it felt like both teams were still trying to fill each other out there were a lot of changes tactically, I felt like, and it just kind of like both teams were just kind of cool being stuck in neutral. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I might even say you know, before the 60th minute. I mean, even in the first half, like that first half hour, not a ton really happened at all. Like Northern Colorado had what one shot from pretty far outside the box. Yeah. Really actual trouble. I mean, the kickers did absolutely zero. That started out. It looked like you know they were perfectly happy to waste time. Yeah. Um, it does feel that way. My fault. I don't know why my screen just went super slow for some reason. Um, yeah, no, it does kind of does feel that way. I mean, I know Noko, they didn't have uh, Ivan Parra out there in the field. It also felt as if like Noko was fine. They were kind of pretty much fine sitting very deep in the later part of the game. In the first part of the game, they were kind of playing like a four four two, and it will push. Um, Number seven, his name was escaping, and Arthur Rogers like high up. Like there was like points in the game where like Arthur Rogers was playing like attacking mid at some points. In the second half, he went into center back because I, I guess he had an injury or something. But it's kind of like if he wasn't creating anything, 
Noko was just fine. Like, all right, we'll just sit back. And yeah, I didn't realize this, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it felt like from the start, both teams were, you know, more playing not to lose than maybe playing to win. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. That's how it really feels right now. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Richmond's struggles right now in the offensive part, but I want to talk more, a little bit more about the positives of this team so far. Like, I think the two strongest parts of this team is the, the back line and the midfield right now. Like, they seem to be carrying this team somewhat more. Let me rephrase that again. The midfield in terms of defensive structure and also trying to get up to the final third to create something. Well, if you get to the final third, it hasn't clicked yet. But so far, the buildup has been nice. Yeah, I think once you rephrase it that way, it uh, works well. It, it, this team holds the ball a lot more you know, and a lot better than the last year's team. I mean, part of that could just be designs of everything. Uh, but they're not beating themselves. You know, they're not allowing the opportunities, you know, for you know, teams to really, uh, you know, carve them up too often to be, you know, get caught out into, you know, two on ones, three on twos, where somebody's having to you know, make a, you know, hero play, you know, to defend. Yeah. Pretty consistently, you know, it's super low percentage shots, uh, you know, you know, hidden hope, you know, sort of situations. And, you know, the defense has done a really good job of being able to, Crowd all that up. Uh, you know, same thing with the midfield. I think you know, Zach has done a really good job this year of quietly shielding and protecting you know, the defense. Uh, you know, Suko has been kind of everywhere doing a little bit of everything. Uh, so on the defensive side, playing without the ball, no qualms whatsoever. Yeah. I want to ask you this: Are you are you going to apologize to Suko? Because game one, you were like, "I don't see what he's doing out there." Like, do you feel like? I mean, seeing it, seeing it in person helped and made a difference. Yeah, uh, I, I still blame you know the jerseys for part of that from <laughs> literally not being able to you know sometimes pick out who he was because you couldn't read the number on the shirt yeah. at all, and generic white guy on the field and white shirt kind of blends in a little yeah. bit. That's true. Uh, so. I'm, that's what I, that's where I'm placing the blame on that, uh, but no, I, I think he's you know, he, he's a workhorse. He doesn't seem to get tired in the middle, you know, at all. Uh, yeah, I think he can. I think he still has levels to be able to you know, step up you know, further, especially you know, with uh, you know attacking contribution. You know, but in terms of just you know, kind of being a do it all box to box kind of guy right now, you know, he's you know, he stepped in and you know done well for his name. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned it last week, and I, I keep jogging back to it about like this team, this year's team is not like last year's team, you know. And like I think another strong facet of this team is just really how this back line has really just came together. I mean, um, Meacham had a strong performance yesterday, even though it was his day, USL League one debut. He didn't look out of step at all. Like he pretty much fit in pretty well. Um, Willie Palms, by the way, I told him that his nickname was Willie Palms and he absolutely loved it. He was like, I like that one. I was like, I'm glad you did. Um, he had a great showing last night. Didn't look under pressure way too much, even on the, uh, save he had on, it wasn't the Arthur, Arthur Rogers side. Um, it was, uh, Lucic in the first half. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Lucic that, you know, took that, uh, long one that, you know, from our end of the stadium, 
I think it looked like it was going to be a lot more challenging than it actually ended up being. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it ended up being offsides anyway. But he had an amazing save where he, like, just tipped it over the bar. And um, Darren oh. actually shot him out at uh, at the pros game. Well, he shouted out Akira about how Akira is probably the greatest uh, goalkeeper coach in USL history because Austin Causey had an amazing performance last night uh, against Tormenta. And Willie Palms has kept another clean sheet. So Akira is, you know, is a really good coach, as we can tell. Co- coached himself out of a job. Probably did. <laughs> Probably did. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of build up play, what I noticed last night sitting up in the press box was first of all, a lot of the play was going to the left hand side. So, like, they kept attacking, originally kept trying to attack the left. Like, either it was a long ball to Belmar or a Gordon, or they would try to do, um, like, very quick. That very like one two touches on the left hand side. Now on the right side, it wasn't really direct. It was more kind of like build up play, sort of like try to get uh, Bentley kind of coming more inside to help out and whatnot. I don't know. Like to me, it just felt as if like everything was very left dominant and Belmar and Gordon both struggled last night to get past the fullbacks. I mean, I'll, I'll agree that Belmar and Gordon both didn't have their best games, but I thought. That last 15 minutes of the first half, you know, mm-hmm. the team went heavy right side, and that's where you know Bentley and Simon were you know probably you know yeah. their best segment of the game, actually being able to get in, you know, hit some uh you know cross. I mean, not many of the crosses actually, you know, became dangerous. Yeah, uh, but you know, racking up you know some corner kicks, right? You know, you know, consistently dangerous looks and felt again, that was probably the 15 minutes where we looked most likely to score the entire game. Uh, that's where the penalty shout you know, came from. Uh, so it felt like we, the attack went in waves. You know, it seemed to be just like, all right, let's try to cram it down the left side. All right, nothing doing there. Let's, you know, try to figure something else. Right side, okay, it's working here. Let's keep going to that. Let's keep going to that. Let's keep going to that. Uh, and for a brief moment, it was working. Yeah. It seemed like most of our – our best moments of the game, like we're coming down the right side. Um, the moments where stuff was breaking out and we kind of kind of get into trouble is when we kind of went down the left. I mean, Bentley had, even though he didn't score, he had a really strong performance. I think we all can agree it was a penalty. Was Bentley looking for it? Yes, absolutely. That's his job as an attacker to try to look for that penalty there. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, he had a strong performance. Um, the only thing, the only criticism I have on the right side, um, is with Simon, but we all know like Simon defensively, he's up there. He's good attacking wise. I think he's still trying to figure out the nuances because a lot of them cross is kind of left you wanting more. Yeah. He just, he doesn't look natural pushing forward yet to me. It's like, he looks like he's consciously thinking about you know what he's you know doing and it maybe maybe that's not really the case and you know that's just how his body mechanics work uh but you know it all it always looks to me like he's not totally comfortable doing like he knows what he's supposed to do mm-hmm. you know but he's not uh so, something's not there you know, yeah. you know for him quite yet because he's he's getting into the right spots you know yeah. getting out the field and everything it's almost like he's still like trying to fine tune like He's either like he'll have a cross that's either overcooked or have a cross that's like undercooked. And he's like, he's still trying to figure out like, 
all right, where do I best kind of place this at? You could tell, like, it's still not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that didn't help, you know, uh, you know, Belmar or, you know, Owen on the left is uh, Hornsby being out. Yeah. You know, because, you know, those first three games, you know, he was a menace, you know, providing, you know, attacking options, you know, up the left side. And uh, you made reference to it earlier, you know, Meacham got his first league start, uh, you know, yesterday. And, you know, defensively, I thought he, you know, did very well. Uh, but you know, he's not Hornsby going forward yet. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah, I think he, you know, seemed like he had the instruction to, all right, you know, play it safe. You know, uh, if there's really something there, go forward. But, you know, otherwise, you know, keep it simple right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, it, you know, we've seen you know, this is year four of Darren now. We know that, you know, his teams are at their best when the outside backs are really able to, you know, get up and, you know, make a positive effect on the attack and just for the current setup right now, it's not there. Yeah. No, it's, it's not there. And I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to best ask you this question. Do you think that is affecting the final third play at all? Because right now it just seemed like the outside forwards are kind of struggling one-on-one to get, Past the fullbacks and help create play to give Emiliano touches. Um, like he only had 12 in the game, but I think four of them inside the box. Do you think the, the fullbacks with them not being able to create the whiff and help out the outside forwards? Do you think that's kind of slowing things down? Uh, I, I don't know if slowing things down is maybe the right word, but I think you know it's having an impact because again, I mean, let's, let's think back to you know what were the real you know golden moments, you know, in. Charlotte and Greenville, especially, they're pretty much all when Hornsby was flying up, you know, the side, and that was allowing you know Belmar to be able to tuck in a little, you know, bit more. You be, uh, you know, it also gave him an extra outlet, you know, somebody to play with out there. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I know we, we ideally don't want to compare to you know, previous years, but you, know, you think you know back to when you know Payne you know, was out on the right or an Antley was out on the right, and you know. Conversely, think back to when uh, your boy Calvo was out on the right, and you know, <laughs> you know how things kind of you know, got imbalanced there a little bit too. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, no, so I, yeah, I, I think the you know you know the wide attackers aren't playing you know at their best you know right now, and certainly certainly you know could help if they had more you know assistance from you know the fullbacks. Uh, but I don't think that's the only reason. They aren't playing well either. Okay. Um. So yeah. So we got that. I mean, outside of talking tactical wise, we'll come back to that, man. Emmy, I mentioned it earlier. He only had twelve touches. He seemed to have a rough day, man. Getting beat up physically. Um. I had it down here in my notes. <laughs> it was particularly funny to me. The thirty eighth moment. I think there was like a foul inside the box or something. Something happened, and Emmy was on the ground, and a noco player tried to pick up Emmy, and Emmy just fell back down to the ground. Like, he just seemed to have a rough day. Like, I, I went through a look through the last couple of games that we've had so far this season. Um, average number of touches have been anywhere between, I think his lowest before this game was 22. His highest was 33. Like, those seem to be the number of touches. What about yesterday made it so difficult? Like, what did Noko do to limit the number of touches that he had? Yeah, so I, th- I think there's a few different things that happened uh so one you know the ref was 
had a very light whistle going yesterday. I think even within the first minute, you know, Emmy got, uh, you know, hit pretty hard, you know, and nothing got called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you that, know, yeah. so, uh, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past, you know, one of the things, you know, Emmy, you know, does well for this team is, you know, collect the ball, you know, in the general midfield area and draw a foul, allow the team to be able to, you know, reset, you know, you know shift up. That wasn't happening right you know, from the start. There were a couple other times where yeah, he did get a call, you know, one or two other times, but even then it seemed like almost a delayed whistle. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess you got to call this, you, yeah. know, you know, sort of thing. So I don't think that helped, you know, the cause. Uh, I mean, they had, you know, Cornwall and Evans, and it seems like, you know, teams are happy to, you know, really bracket Emmy at this point. I mean, there's no sneaking up on other teams with him by now. You win the Golden Boot three years in a row, you win the MVP three years in a row. Yeah, you're you're not catching anybody by surprise nah. these days. <laughs> I think there's all my right. Um, so I mean, if, I, if I'm an opposing coach, you know my game plan is, you know, take away Terzaghi, make one of these other guys beat you. Yeah, and right now they have his own ability to beat you. Yeah. Um, I I want to pose this question. It might be a little sacrilegious, but do you think Darren with this week off and obviously we got the DC United game coming up? Do you think Darren might change the system? Like, I when it comes to Darren and systems, we know it's it's four three three or four one four one, but it's really about trying to get in behind and creating those moments of danger, isolating a defender. Do you think something like a four four two might help? Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I'm, I'm what I because I think both Belmar and Bentley mm-hmm. might be better in a two up front than they are in their current positions. Uh, What I'm trying to think about and figure out is just what the four in the midfield might look like. So I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. So I think you go with the, if Darren thing is he, if if we've seen so far this kicker scene with Darren is that this team wants to have a little bit more possession. They want to hold the ball a little bit more. And I think there's a way how you can kind of sneakily do it. It might be a little lopsided, but I think you can sneakily do it. So I think on the left side, I'm in favor of putting Jao Gamario out there. I think you put Jao. I think, oh, my fault. Correct that. Neil. I think Neil goes out on the left. I think uh, Suko and Zaka go in the middle. And on the right, I think you still go Bitly. With Belmar and Trezaghi up top, because Bentley defensively is a good, he like, he's a good defensive player. Um, I'm I mean, he, he can be, but is that is that using him at your best? Like you're pulling him even farther away from goal then. Well, no, but he's the he's the one that I trust more out of the any of the attackers to at least help out defensively. You know, like he can come back and help out that way, and he can still be an option if. Those two attackers are playing up higher. That's my suggestion. <laughs> but what do you think? Yeah. So for me, I'm not opposed. I'm not personally opposed to the idea. I don't think Darren would make a change if it's going to, you know, potentially negatively, you know, affect the way the defense has been playing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you've got something good going there. You don't want to blow that up. You know, chasing something that may or may not exist, especially going into a game where realistically we're going to be playing a lot of defense. And we'll yeah. talk more about that uh, you know, next week. 
but I think that's the reason why the change might not happen right now, because I mean, here's the other thing that yeah, you know, we have four real, you know, I'm not counting the first open cup game uh, for you know, games of data to look at now. I don't think Darren has a ton of uh, belief in his depth yet. Yeah. I agree. You know, he, was, he was all set to run out there with one change yesterday and that was not in the midfield even. Like the only so, reason, okay. the only reason saw, it brought Chandler on was you know, because Neil was hurting and asked to come off in the 90th minute. Yeah. So I saw that. And I was just wondering, is it more of a situation of we don't have a game next week? We have essentially a week and a half off before we play DC United. Let these guys go almost 80-ish, like let the starters go a little bit more longer into the game? Or do you I would, I would buy that a lot more if he hadn't left subs on, you know, the plate every single game, you know, this year. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, we've seen you know other games, you know, where uh, you know, he you know, wouldn't he didn't change in, uh, you know, Zhao or you know Chandler or you know he's had you know games where you know you know Greenville we had the lead, you know where you know, he I think left Gordon on the bench, you know the whole game, but like the way I'm looking at it at this point is he's got what probably three subs that he really trusts. One of them is one of the goalkeepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One uh, of them, one of them's, uh, you know, Misham who's now pressed into a starter role because Hornsby's out. Yeah. And the other one, you know, is, you know, whichever of the you know, three wingers isn't in. So, let, so let's say Gordon, Palmquist, Meacham. I will do Jow in there. Eh. Really? No. I mean, has he, has he got in, in either of the last two league games? He didn't play yesterday. I can't remember if he played in the uh, Charlotte game or not. I think he might have. I think it might have been later, but I don't think he was influencing anything at that point. It's also hard to remember because of the delay. And I know he got pulled off at halftime at the Cup game as well, so maybe not. And yeah, like I'm – I'm not convinced that Darren's sold on him because I, I know I said we shouldn't compare to last year, but even think back to last year, like he had no problem pulling, you know, Neil or Ethan or, you know, some of these guys, you know, out mid game and, you know, even putting in a Candela or, you know, some other guys, you know, to yeah. fill out time and run around. And he, he has not done that this year. No, I, I mean, even in the press game conference, you could tell like Darren's attitude was just, it was someone that just got finished. Being very frustrated about a multitude of things, whether that's the refs or certain attacking players, as well. And he didn't throw any players on the bus, but you could tell he was just frustrated. Do you, if you're Darren, how do you solve the issues in the attack of that? Because, like, and I know there's been a talking point about, like, we've only scored two goals so far this year in four games. But on the flip side, like, you've only gave up two goals in four games and got three clean sheets as well. So, like, if you're Darren, like, how do you try to solve this but also keep that defensive stability up and going? I mean, I guess if I knew that, I'd have a job like Darren's and I wouldn't yeah. be <laughs> talking here on a, uh, <laughs> an operated podcast. But right. I don't know. It's just something I've just been thinking about, man. Because I, I, I mean, if you had to look at it like our winner, our winner signings, I'm assuming. 
that Belmar is kind of like the star signing of the, the signing so far this winter, right? Like he's the one that's I mean, I don't see who else yeah could be. He's the biggest name. Not Belmar, my fault. Bentley has done well so far. Gordon's been good, but to me, I still think of Gordon as like a super sub. Okay. I'm just struggling to find like, okay. Like, is the answer to kind of take Trezaghi off and kind of play like maybe someone that's a little bit more – not saying Trezaghi isn't mobile. I'm not saying that. But play someone that can, I don't know, give you a different start and bring Trezaghi on later on in the game to affect with tire legs. I mean, maybe, but I I don't think he's a tired legs, take advantage kind of guy just because uh, that's not his style. His style is just, you know. Sneak into the right spot in front of you, yeah, and scores goals that way. So I, I get what you're saying, and you know, I don't know if it's just you know continuing to you know mix and match. I don't know if maybe it is rolling the dice and you know telling you know Suko to you know be more direct. You know when he has you know the ball and you know dribble you know dribble forward with it rather than you look to pass forward you know with it. Maybe just tell the guys to you know. Shoot from twenty five if you see something. Yeah. See if you can, you know, steal one that way somewhere. But uh, I mean, clearly, what's going on right now is not you know not working. It's not a matter of oh, we're just getting unlucky and you know running into great goaltending. You know, chances just haven't been coming. Yeah, the chances haven't been far in between. And I mean, we did have one good chance. It was Nathan Ani's uh, solo man running in like the fifty six minute. I know, yeah, a great run. You know, there's probably like maybe like ninth or tenth choice, you know, on the team of who you'd want, you know, to be the guy that actually ended up in that exact spot. So when he shot it, like, once again, I'm sitting up in the press, but when he shot it, I saw it hit the side of the net. I was like, oh, snap, he scored. And then I saw it, like, hit, hit the um, thing. No, no, his, his got saved. Uh, yeah. It had no lift on it. Like, I think he shot it, like, all fours. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he, you know, he did like the proper thing that you're taught, you know, like, you know, you know, keep it low, you know, you know, on the ground. So that way he didn't sky the ball, you know, into the stands or anything. But, you know, Delgado is a good keeper. I mean, he's definitely seems like he's been an upgrade for Colorado, uh, for Northern Colorado, yeah. you know, so far. And, uh, yeah, it's going to take a little bit better to beat him there. Although, I, it was at least it was, you know, a shot because even that last shot we saw when, uh, you know, Bentley hit it and, it might have been stoppage time, or maybe it was just before stoppage time, where finally tested him and he spilled the ball out for a corner. Yeah, he did. Ah, there's, there's feel like there's opportunities there, but it feel like a lot of our best attacking moments are like we're asking for individual brilliance. It doesn't feel like anything that's co- coordinated or like built upon. You know, it, it does kind of feel that way. Um. Oh. You know what? I'm going to ask you this about Sukal and kind of like Neil. What is it that's kind of like slowing up these attacks, man? Because it felt like a lot of times when we get into the final third, a lot of the taxes break down because like a play, a, a ball is either overplayed or underplayed or someone's late to get into a spot. Like, do you think it's we're still in that everyone's trying to learn everyone phase? Maybe a little bit. I would hope we're past that. You know, by now, because they probably started preseason, what, 
two months ago. Yeah, but we two all months know, ago. This is way different than like live action. Like, so I mean, they've literally played five, you know, real games now. That's true. That's true. Uh, and, and it's not like they've been rotated around. It's been yeah, you know, the guys out there. So maybe there's a little bit of that. Like I, I see it a little bit different than how you maybe you see it. Uh, I, I don't see the attack getting you know, slowed down because the guy's in the wrong spot. I see the attack getting slowed down because maybe guys aren't as willing to take a chance and we just go back and cycle the ball, you know, back through again. And we, you know, you know, lean maybe too heavily on, uh, you know, Dakota and Nathan, you know, in the back line, you know, as that kind of, uh, you know, safety valve. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, I don't, I don't see the exact right thing that I want to see. Let me go back to them, start over and, we get back into that cycle and there's something to be said for keeping possession and, you know, for, you know, not, uh, you know, forcing it. But I think sometimes, you know, you, you got to take, got to take a chance to make a chance. Yeah. It was- other, than, other than Neil, sometimes, you know, you're trying to dance through players. Like there's not that much. Man, that was a, ma- I, I can't remember the moment, but that was a magical movie. He did. I think he slaughtered through like two, two or three no-co players. I think he got fouled too. Yeah, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I loved it. Um, the point you just made about the center backs and whatnot, I didn't see it too much this game, so that gives me like hope that like all right, they recognized it, but it wasn't too much build up in the back that led to like dangerous moments. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it might have been one. I'm not can't remember right now, but it might have been one. But it seemed a lot better. Like they tried to play quicker. But like you like you said, like when they get them to the final third, and they can't find that exact moment or like that exact pass they want to, they kind of siphon it back through and are kind of moving it side to side, trying to figure out like, all right, what's the best side to get through? Yeah, and I think teams are going to be happy to let us do that you know, for a while until uh, you know the guys you know show they have the ability to be able to open something up because yeah. you, know, you know we've been talking about how good our defense has been and they have been, you know, but one of the only real, you know, times I thought Noko might actually score was in the second half when one of their guys took it upon himself and, you know, started dribbling through into the box and, you know, his shot curled wide. Yeah. Oh then, yeah. I think that was I think that was Norty. I don't remember. It, it might have been. I don't care who the person was. <laughs> unimportant to us. Uh but I mean, that's the sort of thing you know you don't see our guys doing, or at least not doing it successfully, yeah. you know, very often. And you know, especially if it's in the box, maybe their player will be sloppy and you know chop you down. And I mean, but, you know, if the kickers at home, they probably won't get the penalty call anyway, no. based off of you know record of late. But uh, you know, at least you know, you're trying something. You're mixing it up a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think this ref called a yellow card to like the 65th minute. Like, yeah, like you said earlier, he was like really light with the whistle. Um, but I mean, there are moments where like, the team does get in the box, and I'm, you know, I, I feel like we've been overly negative, so we'll get to some more positive stuff after this. But it does feel like when the team get into the box, they're kind of still like overthinking it a little bit instead of just, like you said, just being direct. Maybe that is the thing. Like maybe Darren is just like, yo, I just need y'all to be more direct. Like trust yourselves and go ahead and just take a chance. You know, maybe the maybe the answer is having Dakota take shots out for twenty five yards out. And, See, he just lace it. I, maybe, or you know, you know, encourage you know, you know, Suko or Neil to just to hit one every now and then. Yeah, yeah. If it goes over, it goes over. Whatever. Yeah. 
at least attempt a shot. So we'll see that, man. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like this is the best way to wrap up this game. I mean, it kind of felt like both teams were kind of stuck in neutral and we went about it. Um, last night, this question just popped in my head. So like so far this year, we've played a Charlotte team that's I think it's fair to say probably one of the better teams to start the year off. Probably. Um, we played against a Greenville team that has got everyone's predictions wrong. It has been one of the worst teams in League One so far. Not one of. Yeah, well, yeah, the worst team in League One so far. And we played a Northern Colorado team that's had this has the best defensive record so far. They haven't given up a goal yet. Now, I think in three games. Mm-hmm. So. Our next game up is against South Georgia Tormenta. They had, I want to say, they had a poor showing last night against uh, Lexington, losing 2-1. Um, also another poor showing against, uh, eh, no, they beat Greenville, lost to NOCO, lost to Charlotte. So they kind of been up and down a little bit so far. Do you think that's the game where we can kind of see the kickers kind of have more opportunities? Because we've had success against Tormenta getting it behind and creating chances. Do you think now, like, we've gotten past those opponents? Do you think things might be changing or hoping to see things change? Uh, I mean, it's possible, you know, just because, uh, I mean, Tremont has never been a team that's really been, you know, a lockdown defensive team. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they've always been, you know, even in their good, you know, moments, you know, lean a little bit more towards, you know, shootout style soccer rather than, uh, you know, defensive solidity. I, I think the question is, you know, I think both, I don't know what day, you know, Tormenta's game is, but both teams have that open cup game midweek as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so is that going to end up affecting, you know, the lineups you know, that, you know, get played in the you know, league match? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think either team is necessarily blessed with, uh, so much depth right now. I mean, you know, a little bit more Tormentas is due to injury, you know, from what I've gathered, but it's hard hard to say just because I think that could be a game where we actually do see you know some different uh rotation pieces come in because it'll be a Wednesday to Saturday you know turnaround and I've got to imagine Darren's gonna go for it on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah I imagine so. So Tormenta's upcoming games is Friday night they play one Knox on the road, then they go to Charlotte on the road, and then they face us at home on a Saturday. So they have an extra game to deal with. We don't. We have this week off, D.C. United Tuesday, and then we go down to Tormenta. Wednesday. I mean, my fault, Wednesday, my fault. Yeah, Wednesday. I don't know why I keep thinking Tuesday. Um, So that's how it works out for us. Um, The next upcoming games for Richmond, though, however, after that, you have Union Omaha, Greenville, uh, NCFC, uh, Lexington, and then Torment again. So I kind of feel like the schedule might be loosening up so we can get a little bit more in that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just think it's too early to say. Yeah. yeah because, uh, like, I mean, who? nobody would have thought Greenville would be, you know, absolutely dead last no. right now. Uh, but, you know, was it last year that they started? Completely slowly, or was it two years ago that they started completely slowly and then, you know, moved up the table really quick? I think it might have been last year. I think yeah. it well, it's, it's happened before. Yeah, you know, is the point. And you know, there have been you know, you know, Fuego started off red hot last year, and we saw what happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know, by the end, 
by the end there. So, yeah, I, I think it's a little too early. To say. I think, I think you know, both his fans, but also you know, kind of the League One, you know, media, you know, uh, you know, podcast circuit, way too overreactionary, you know, <laughs> based off of uh, you know, whatever the last you know, result was. Yeah, because you know everybody just you know being all on you know uh, you know you know Knoxville's bandwagon after you know their first win and you know getting ready to pump them up you know to do everything that they haven't done anything no. you know you know since then everybody you know ready to you know, bury uh, you know you know Madison because it's fun uh, you know and then they you know, turn around and absolutely slap Greenville you know around yeah. uh, you know you know, Chattanooga had what a rough first game and everybody's like, Oh, they're terrible. They're going to be awful all year. And they've been pretty good since. Yeah. I still read it was terrible. They're not terrible, but yeah. I'll wait and see. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Bozier. I think I'm, I'm kind of the boat man when it comes to league one and like, cause you don't know a lot of the players that are coming in. You don't know how mm-hmm. players are going to react. There's not a hell of a lot of footage out there. I think my rule of thumb now is to wait 10 games See how it goes from in those team games, and then you kind of get a good picture of how it's going to go after that. So it's still early doors for this kicker team, running. and maybe things can click. Maybe you know this week they got off, they could get the rust out, and you know maybe we'll score three against DC and four against Tormenta, and then and then everyone's going to love us all over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I think an important thing to keep in mind and keep some perspective on is I mean yes, not everybody's played the same amount of games, but a in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. Right. And B, you know, wasn't wasn't a great game, wasn't pretty on Saturday, but a not great game that wasn't pretty, you know, still led to a point rather than a loss. Yeah. Right. I and mean, that's the good thing. Can... I think that's the part I think we need to end on the positive. It's like it wasn't a loss. Yes, the draw sucked, but it's a point earned against a very good defensive team in Noco. You know, and effectively like they didn't create any dangerous chances outside of the Arthur Rogers shot. They came out of nowhere. And even that, like, think about it. They didn't break down the defense to create that shot. It came off of, like, a couple of deflections. Arthur Rogers just take a whack at it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as if, like, he, you know, they combined play to create that chance. or anything Right. Like they didn't that. carve us open or anything. No. Um, Jake Meacham. I feel comfortable with him being the fullback until Horses back ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's a positive. Center back pairing, it looks solid. And Ani, I feel he's, he's getting into that role a lot more comfortably. I feel about that. I feel good about that. Um, Simon did a good job. Simon. <laughs> That's what Nathan calls him, Simon. Um, so he did an excellent job out there, right back. Willie Palmquist, he's done an amazing job at goalkeeper filling in for Akira. Um, so when Akira's back ready to go, we know like if anything happens to Akira, we got a good backup there that can fill Absolutely. in. Um, Bat Bentley, he led up another strong performance from the U.S. Open came into this game. He looked dangerous. He looked like he was creating chances. Um, you know, only thing missing is a goal or an assist. Like that's the only thing missing. He did everything he could possibly do. He popped him in the right spots. He didn't drew a penalty. Yeah, drew a, drew a penalty that didn't get called. Um, Neil once again looked like he was creating play. Looked like he was doing really well. Suko was connecting play, helping to clean up some of the miss uh, mishaps for Zaka and whatnot. Zaka didn't look on his own. 
Isaka, who one man in a match, um, did you know did his very Isaka quiet job it all again. Yeah, and it's the dumbest sounding statement of all time, and I realize how dumb this is before I say it. They're doing everything right other than scoring. Yeah, essentially that's it. Which I mean, my minor piece of soccer, but <laughs> that's it. That, that's the only thing that's missing. So fans, I look, just just calm down a little bit. The goals are going to come. They're going to come. But right now, I think if this team is getting the results, you know, having strong defensive performances, like I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And oh, while while we're on the positive notes, then uh yeah, who are your top three from Saturday? Oh, easy. So my top three, um, number three, I will give to uh I would give to Ani. Um, two, I will give to Dakota, and one I will give to uh da, 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 Jake Meacham. That's All it. Right. I will give it to them back line. They did an amazing job, man. Like yeah. they did an amazing job. I can't I can't fault them on that. Yeah, I mean, mine were very similar. I gave my three to Zaka because uh, just like you were just talking about a, a minute ago, uh, you know, quietly, you know, cleaned everything you know, up, you know, didn't even, you know, allow. You know, didn't no get a yellow back. card. That's a good Zaka game. That's a great Zaka game. Yeah, not, it's not a typical Zaka game. It, that's but, true. <laughs> that's true. But, I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I mean. He saw who the ref was. He was like, all right, y'all, let's go. <laughs> no goals, but no yellow cards either. This is my kind of game. Yeah. So I had uh, – you know, Zaki got my three points. Uh, then I went Ani two, Dakota okay. one. Okay. Well, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, because, you know, Ani's little marauding run, uh, you know, gave him that little, you know, tip over the edge on top of uh, uh, Dakota this time around for me. Okay. Okay. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I think there's a new tradition going around where uh, the Red Army is going to be passing out like the the military helmet with all the stickers on it, giving that out to the player of the game. So Neil won that uh, last night, which was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. Um, once again, City Stadium looked beautiful. It had what, like five thousand plus? Yeah, I think five thousand twenty-four, maybe something like that. I think yeah. it was strong. That looks good, especially after like the delay in the home opener and then the delay in the Open Cup. Funny enough, it still rained afterwards. Yeah, I mean, at least it held off, right? Yeah, so that's a good thing. Um, we had a bunch of dogs in the stadium, which was really cool. And um, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I, I keep I keep going back to it, but I would rather us have the struggles and attack and have the strong defense than have the strong attack and then have the weak defense because you can build up an attack over the course of the year. It's hard to build a defense over the course of the year, man. Yeah, or also, I I was a defender growing up, so I'm always going to have a little bit of a you know, bias towards the defensive end. Yes. Yeah, uh, but I feel like if you have a strong defense, you know, we've seen seen you know, even not in our favor, you can fluke a goal every yeah. now and then, you know, and steal one that way. But if you know, you're getting into you know, shootouts uh, and you just don't have it that day, and you're leaking, you know. It's- I'd rather you know roll the dice on fluking a goal than fluking you know big time keeper performance. Yeah. So and honestly, let's just be real, yo. We haven't had that Akira type of game yet. Well, we haven't had to, to be fair. Yeah, we haven't had to. So fair play. <laughs> you know, even this like if you take a, if you take the Charlotte game out, the one we lost two one, 
And even on that, I can still make the argument like that game should be should have been a draw. It should have been. It should have uh, been. I mean, they they choked away a few <laughs> really big chances. Probably, I would make the argument maybe it could have been more like four or five one. I'm, I'm trying to deal with positivity, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I get what you're going for, but it's like to be fair, we yeah, that's true. No, but, but like, if you take that game out, like the chances that Willie has faced so far this year, Anna Kara hasn't really been anything sufficient. No, it's been like one decent save a game. Yeah. That's it. And it's not even like high level challenge. It's like decent, you know, chance. You'd expect any keeper at this level to be able to make not necessarily easy, but you'd be disappointed if they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So we'll wrap up on that note. Um, I know we did talk a lot about our upcoming U.S. Open Cup game against DC United because we're saving that for next weekend where we're going to, I need to reach out to Ted. We're probably going to link up with RRK refugees um, to talk about that game coming up. Um, I haven't heard any news yet on a stream, so that should give you all the more incentive to make the trip up to DC. Uh, this game, according to you and Henry's great memory and also Richard's, only happens like, what, every 10 years or so? It's been 10 years since it happened, but before that, you know, we were in a run of you know, three and four years. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll go into more detail. Last time you played him, uh, you know, 2013, you know, went you know, zero, 0 went to penalties and didn't end up right on penalties. Even the year before, you know, 2012, played him you know, in the Open Cup down in Richmond, lost 2-1, but it was an extra time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, of course, the real, uh, you know, Shiny moment, two thousand four. You know, kickers knocked DC. You know, out of the cup. You know, two one at City Stadium. Uh, it was a fun one. I imagine so. I know there was a picture put on today on social media by Ben uh, Goosehorn. I think we, I think I retweeted it about the O one team playing yep. the RK. Was the is that go is that Ronnie as a goalkeeper? I can't really say. No, that was. Uh, let me pull up the picture. I'm pretty sure that was Mike McGinty. You know, in that photo. Okay. Let me pull it up real fast. Yeah, that's McGinty. Uh, but you know, I'm actually you know dropping you know art, article for the next uh, one in the top you know thirty you know tomorrow and uh, spoiler spoiler photo one of those guys is it? Oh, so uh, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. I mean, read. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got that man. Um, but yeah, be ready for that game next week. Hopefully, there is an update on a stream soon because I would really love to watch that game because I have class and I cannot make it up. So yeah you can it's the final I gotta take about, <laughs> it'd be weird taking my final in the middle of a DC United game. Hopefully the watch is strong enough for me to take my final there. Sure guys <laughs> yeah, we'll try. Get yourself a pre- you know you you like to big time and get yourself the uh press pass and <laughs> you're, you're I should try to <laughs> just sit there in class, be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm listening." Um, Matt, anything else for you, man? Before we uh wrap up, no. I mean, if you can get up to DC, you know, a away games are fun. B away open cup games are even more fun. C away open cup games against MLS teams are the most fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a nice stadium. You know. I think there's a chance that your know, team could actually be able to you know, pull something off because 
know, there's one thing that can you know, do you well in, you know, uh, a cup game. It's a solid defense. Uh, it was a good time. And then, uh, but also keep coming out, you know, to city stadium. Uh, I imagine if you're listening to this, you already are you're yeah. probably coming to every game anyway, but isn't it so much more fun when, you know, the stadium is, uh, it's not packed full, very full. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. I love it. Great. You know, I love a packed city great stadium. atmosphere and, yeah, let's yeah. you know, keep building that up. But uh, you know, also because there was confusion on when the DC game is. It's on Wednesday the twenty sixth. So if you got to mm-hmm. take time off of work, uh, schedule that. It's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. So go ahead and do that. Once again, the game is Wednesday the twenty sixth. So make sure you get up there, get ready for that. Um, with that being said, that is Matt. I'm Elliot. We will holler at you guys next week. Keep it easy, y'all. Oh, <laughs>